Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That's what the Bible says. And it's standing in the light of the glory of God. It's standing in the presence of His love. It's standing under the big smile of heaven. And it's just knowing that there is no condemnation for those in Christ. That there's no more jumping through hoops of religion. That you can stand in the great forgiveness of our God. And that's a beautiful way to live your life. If you can live that 24-7, Man, you will, you will want to give this stuff away. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. Wanting to give freedom away. Wanting to give freedom away through the gospel, through Christ. It's a glorious freedom. It's a glorious freedom. And we thank you for it. And the saints say, Amen. God bless you. You can take a seat. Thank you. We had a wonderful morning this morning. And... Um, Band, you're awesome, and uh, please, uh, you can have a rest and have a drink. And it was quite warm this morning, so I dressed thinking it was going to be warm tonight, but it's not that warm all of a sudden. It's, it's not that warm. Huh? What do you think, Lisa? Still warm? Comfortable. Comfortable. Okay. It's not cold. Had a full house this morning. All our leaders were in the house, and... Um, all our leaders have grown up. Can, can I have the first, um, I, I'm going to nail something tonight, and if you get it, it's going to revolutionize your life. Uh, the church is dependent on you getting this message, and we're talking about freedom. Do you like the painting that Julie painted uh, only in the last three days? And... Um, she was up in a room. She's got a spare room now. That's benefit of kids growing up and leaving. And, and uh, she's got the whole room to herself. And for some reason, she's painted this, and uh, it's powerful. So uh, I guess it's a slave. And what's that latest movie? Chains or something? It's Galatians 5 1. It is for freedom that, that Christ has set us free. That's right. Therefore. Therefore don't let anyone put the chains of slavery on you. Very good, very good. And that is depicting that. And um, Brutality of slavery. What was that movie? 12 years? 12 years a slave. Oh, man, I had to turn away through some of the scenes of that. But slavery is brutal stuff. Just to preempt something, then I'll, I'm going to do a couple of things and... Um, Really want to get this message across. How's Neil? Is Neil good? Had a major operation. We're praying for your good buddy, Neil Joseph, one of our top uh, artists, Christian artists on the Central Coast. His artwork is hanging all over the world, but especially the White House, Parliament House, and in all the wonderful uh, people, the famous people that you know and have bought your artworks. They know you. They know your testimony. You're a God believer. You love God. You give glory to God. And um, we're praying for you, good buddy. We feel for you, and we're praying for you, and um, just hoping for the best for you. Um, 
Justin Nielsen's 21. Today. 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 Where where is he? Awesome. 21. Fantastic. One of our top scorers in in our team, in our Crusaders soccer team. Uh, mate, went from third grade up into first grade in the Christian soccer comp on the Central Coast, and he is uh, brilliant on the field. You and your wonderful, uh, not wife, not partner, I, don't, I want to be careful, but your wonderful friend, your girlfriend, and um, yeah, they're both awesome, but uh, we're praying that you, you reach the end uh, of the final, because due to weather and stuff, that was you have to suck that up, buddy. I'm sorry, but it's no fault of yours. But I reckon you could have won the whole year, actually, the comp. Um, couldn't they? Yeah, let's give it up for C3 Crusade. Yeah, we, 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 we didn't... There's a bunch of them here. Put up your hand and you're in the team. Put up your hand. Yeah, yeah, Doug. Yeah, 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 yeah. And... Uh, huh? Vicky Davis. Vicky Davis, she is on the team. She's on the side. Yeah. You wonder why Vicky Davis comes in on Sunday with no voice. You know that she's been barracking for our soccer team on Saturday, on Saturday, and um, that's fantastic. You knock back shifts, do you? That's fantastic. This freedom thing is—I still think people don't get it. You know, we're singing freedom, and and we don't quite get it. Yeah, with 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 salvation. We've been given salvation, and we're free. We're free from what? So let's talk about that. Um, Let's really try and understand tonight, because it's the end of the series tonight. Let's try and understand what are we free from, what are we free into. But the Bible also says freedom doesn't give you a license to just do anything you want. So I want to really touch on that tonight, amen? There's actually parameters around our freedom. You know, they talk about freedom of speech, but you have the paper criticizing the government, leaders, whoever, the church even, that's called freedom of speech. That's right? an abuse of freedom. So, so say this, abuse of freedom. So people, you know, do stuff, you know, might join a terrorist group, they're in a free nation, and then they, they do crazy stuff and abuse their freedom. I want to talk about what freedom is, the abuse of freedom, and I want to talk about maybe three points of how to keep within the confines, although we're free... But there's still confines, there's still parameters to live in and do your Christian life to really live that freedom out. Is that cool? So let let me try and do that. And Julie and I went to the Opera House Friday, just heard that they were the greatest jazz guitarist living on the planet. It's a guy called Pat Matheny, I think Matheny. And uh, I said, Jules, let's go see this guy. He's the Ants Pants, the, the... we're raving about his performance down at Melbourne. So we went and saw him, Angus, and phenomenal guitarist, 42-string guitar. He started to play from the onset, and, and uh, the guy is a genius, just absolute genius. But it's jazz. It's jazz. So I wonder if we could fire that video up. And, and just before you start, jazz music. Who likes jazz music? So there's a lot of freedom in jazz music to really let loose. Um, yeah, there is. There's a lot of freedom to really uh, just express yourself. But it all, all comes back to, really, if you just did anything you wanted, 
it would be just a cacophony of sound, just, just terrible. But it all serves usually the, 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 the musical, uh, I, I guess, the musical principles, but the musical expression of what that song is trying to perfect, but usually the band leader. So they're really serving the band leader, what he depicts as what is the song, but they're really serving a higher thing than that, and that is the music of jazz. And apparently this jazz music, a jazz musician, is one of the great exponents. Uh, he's a 60-year-old guy. I'm really blessed because he had, still had his 70 hair. He's near 60, he is 60, and he still had his 70s hair. And he looks so young. I'm going, man, I've got to start playing jazz. It <laughs> makes you younger. So can, can I just play a couple of moments of that? And I'm going to make an analogy out of that. So the point is, lots of freedom in these guys to express themselves.
it gets really messy, it gets really intense, and it seems like they're just doing whatever they want. And um, there is freedom, but it's within the confines of the structure of the song um, and the expression of what the band leader wants. And, and they're honoring the genre, they're, they're honoring the, the music itself, lots of, lots of um, serving each other, serving each other, giving each other permission almost to do what they need to do. And um, that's basically the freedom that the Bible is trying to talk about, the freedom that he's given us, not to do our own thing, but one of the key freedoms, and you probably don't know this, but one of the key freedoms is to love God, love each other, but serve each other. That's one of the key freedoms that we have. And, okay, so I'll back it up. Salvation. Last week I said salvation is, I'll go this way, this is south, and if you're unsaved, unfortunately, uh, being unredeemed, you you have your carnal nature ruling and reigning in your life. Uh, until you are regenerated by being born again by the Holy Spirit, amen? Your unredeemed, your, your flesh nature is ruling and reigning in your life. And the Bible says, this is the Bible, this ain't me, this is the Bible says, you are bound. You are bound by sin, and the wages of your sin is death. Now, that's as brutal as you can get it. That meaning, even if you're dressed lovely, you've got a beautiful house, beautiful car, beautiful career, and the world thinks that you're the ants' pants, and, and uh, still, the Bible says that you are bound and that you're a slave to sin, and that you're going this way. doesn't matter if you're smiling and waving at everyone, you're still going this way, and you're bound. Now, what happens if you're humble enough, you say, I'm a sinner. I've got a sin that everyone falls short of the glory of God. Uh, amen. Because we all sin. It's just so we admit to that. Yes, Lord, I am not perfect as you are. I've fallen short of the glory of God. I receive your son's salvation unto my life. The price paid on the cross. You have washed my sins away. There is no longer, you know, any condemnation I'm not under the condemnation of anything, any religion, no devil, no one, not, un, no, not God himself. We stand in that salvation and that's standing in the light of our salvation. It's a beautiful day when that happens because we feel forgiven, we feel enlightened and we feel the heavy burden of trying to do right, be right and that is stripped away. We stand in that Then the Bible says, if you constantly agree with your salvation, because this is a battle, just because you're saved now, this is a battle for you to live the life, amen? There's a war. So, okay, so um, if we go to Romans 6, it talks about that you have been given a new life to live, a new life, and that new life can live in Christ. Then it says in chapter seven, Romans chapter 7, it says, Paul says, yeah, but there's a tussle. The things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I do do, I don't want to do. There's a tussle in me. Who can, who can admit to that? There's a tussle in me. There's a fight within me. So the, the old nature, the old man, they call it in the scriptures, the old man nature. Funny terminology, isn't it? We used to laugh at it too when we first got saved in the 80s. Oh man, what's that? That's the old nature. That's the old nature that wants to play up and speak perversely, and do sin, and go opposite to God. 
The Bible says it's in hostility to God, that, that, that nature. Everyone's still got it, by the way. Even though you're saved and even though you're living an exemplary life in Christ, everyone still has that flesh nature. But you can crucify that nature every day. It is no, uh, Galatians 2.20 says, It is no longer I that liveth, but Christ who lives in me. So you're in a divine partnership with Christ now. Christ, you just let him in, sorry. Unless you're doing religion and you leave him here when you go and leave this building. So I didn't, I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for Christ to come into me, some might say. I, I want him to stay here so I can go and live my own life and do what I want to do. But that, that's, you know, that, that's abusing freedom. That's abusing the freedom that you have in Christ. Christ is in you and he wants expression. He wants you to be an expression for him, to give glory to him, amen? So now you're stuck here, right here. You got saved right here. You certainly don't want to go, you know, this way and you don't want to be bound. And that's why we sing these songs. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free, amen? And so the Bible then says you're no longer a slave to sin. Your sin nature is no longer no longer reigning in your life. Now, hang on, you don't know me, Pastor Phil. I do a lot of bad stuff and, you know, it's not good. I don't care. The Bible says your spirit man is ruling and reigning now. Amen? Your spirit man, when it was regenerated, when you gave your heart to the Lord, your heart was reconstituted, it says. It became flesh and the Lord imparted his Holy Spirit into your heart. Amen? Amen? And it's, it, he, Christ is in you. He doesn't step out of your life, even when you do crazy stuff. He's still in there. He's just got to go along for the ride. But here you are, you want to live a good life. Who wants to live a good life? Amen. And so you turn, there's true north. You know what you need to do, what you should do. But this warring in your spirit, it's trying to drag you back. And it harks back to your past the hurts in your past, the stuff in your past usually, but it harks back to your sin nature. And you can easily turn by choice, freedom of choice, by the way, and you can turn and say, take me away. Take me captive into that area of my life, which is not in Christ. So the whole aim is to get your whole life in Christ. Bring your fragmented life, your past, every part of your life, bring it in, call it in, call your whole life in, I'm calling you in, every appetite of life, every, every purpose of my life, every planning of my life, every priority of my life, I bring it in and I stand in my salvation because Jesus said, this day I've made you whole. He's trying to make people whole, bring you whole in. But you could come to church and, and present one part of yourself like this, but this whole other part which is outside of Christ, which is bound and it's going this way, no one knows but because they can't see it. But here, you're in church, you're lifting holy hands and God, wow, they're doing so well. But nobody knows this. That's why you have to allow Jesus, the spirit of truth, Christ who sets you free. If, if Christ, who is the truth, sets you free, you're free indeed. So it's being real, it's being brutally honest with God on the altar, in your quiet time, in the Bible reading, you and him being brutally honest with him with all your life and saying, God, you know I'm doing this stuff. It's a struggle. 
I know there's no condemnation in you, but help me. I don't want to keep doing this. See, sometimes people say, man, I get forgiven. I keep going back to C3 and they just love on me and, and just, man, they just embrace me. Man, I think I'll just keep on sinning. No. If you keep doing, the Bible says, you know, you don't sin more so that grace may increase. So I want to just, can I tease some scriptures out now? So we don't want to abuse our freedom, amen? And it is for freedom that Christ, boldly said it, it is for freedom that Christ set us free. And I'll make sense of this video too as I go through. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, but thanks be to God who always leads us, leads as captives in, okay, back it up. But thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession. As captives, because the Bible actually says we're like a slave to righteousness now. We're not a slave to sin. We're, we're taken captive, not with hands like this, but we're, we're taken captive like this, saying, God, I want to serve you. I want to do right by you. I want to serve my fellow man. I want to build your church. I want to, I want to declare your gospel. I, I want to give to you, worship you, love you. So, so we're not slaves, but we actually we feel like we have this huge obligation to serve God, which is a form of bond servanthood, a, a bond servant, that we just want to serve like Tim McGrath used to carry the bags and one of our great guys who used to serve Phil Pringle, pick him up from the airport, carry his bags, usher him in, out, everywhere. He comes here and he says, Pastor Phil, me, what do you want me to do? He wants to serve me now, and he did until he had his stroke. He just feels he needs to do that. Amen? It's not a slave, but he's a servant. So, okay. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one we are an aroma that brings death, to the other an aroma that brings life. And who is equal to such a task? Who is equal to try and bring good vibes to people? A sweet smelling incense to people. Your life is a, is a stench, death, or it's, man, I just love having these people around. They're awesome. Romans 8.21. I'll just have to keep paraphrasing because my time is short. Romans 8.21 says, all creation is groaning. There's three areas in the scripture. If I was to read it all out, creation is groaning, saying, give us a break, you fallen humanity. You're killing me with your pollution. You're killing me with your corruption. And then it says, we, the people, are groaning, anticipation of our salvation, of our total freedom. And then it says, the Holy Spirit is groaning. That people are interceding and groaning for the church to be set free and for themselves to be set free. That's intercession. There's people that carry that burden in this church. They want this church to be set free and they carry that with groanings that are unintelligible, but they, they just want to see it happen. Romans 8.21, that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God, this glorious freedom of the sons of God. Can we, can we have our youth group up circa 98, 99? This is where your Luke Boyds come from, your Andrew Flaxmans, Jilly Flaxman, Jessica, I'll put Jessica in there, although she was about 14, 13, I don't know. Uh, this is Garth, and uh, this is Jamie, and this is, this is our youth group. Is there a picture? Is there a picture of our youth group? This is Mount Annan. Mount Annan was... Uh, 
a place historically, there was a seven-year revival there from 95 to 2002, say, and uh, we would go there and take our youth there, and uh, I'll let you spot Andrew Flaxman, I'll let you spot uh, Luke Boyd's in there, and there's others in there. That was before the service, and that's them lifting holy hands to the Lord. And these guys were from Narara. They were from all over the coast, and, um, but they would come to our church. And we had this youth group that was known, that was known for a, holy, a holiness. Uh, th- these guys were ridiculous. They were, they were going this way, and they were, were absolutely besotted by Christ, And as they submitted themselves to Christ, the Holy Spirit energized them, empowered them. That's how you do this, by the way. It's when you let the Holy Spirit empower you to actually move from your just, your position that, yes, Jesus is Lord. Yes, I'm forgiven. Now you've got to move and you've got to progress your life. Amen. You've got to advance your life. That's where Luke Boyd got up and said, Pastor Phil, I've known him for 18 years. He's changed. He's going glory to glory. I was really blessed with that because one of the key things I'd love to think that is happening with my life is that I'm growing in God. I'm dealing with stuff that had me bound and and I'm dealt with that stuff and I'm being more generous, more loving and more in cap, you know, more in rapture with God, more, more wanting to serve him and love others. I want to be like that, but it's hard. Everyone has dispositions, cultural stuff, some are hurt, some are banged up for some reason, and it's very hard to allow yourself to be taken this way. But the key thing is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. You cannot do it. The Bible is most explicit. It's the empowering presence of God that allows you to give up all those things, to give up swearing, to give up the vices, to give up the perverseness, to give up the pornography, to give up stinginess, to give up all that stuff, even the religious thing that, you know, you're trying to earn the fear of man and, 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 and your critical spirit, that's all got to be loosed off you and released off you like this precious slave here. I'm set free and I'm going towards the Lord. I'm going towards Him. And that's what this sort of spirit-filled life is supposed to be like. We don't camp around our little salvation. This is me and my life. That's all you get, God. That's all I'm giving you. No, you are a vessel of the Holy Spirit. You're a vessel, a messenger. Uh, you're an ambassador, and, and you should be being turned inside and out. And, and God should be, you should be on the potter's wheel, and God is forming you and fashioning you. You should be, look at Garth Ball. I'm just, I just caught a glimpse of the guy. He's nothing like the guy I met in 2000 who went through three months of altar calls without getting saved. He was my toughest assignment, that guy. Three months, I'd given up on him. He said, you make getting saved yet? Man, he's been in this church. We're doing full-blown revival, by the way. The whole church is on the altar, not Garth. He's just, I'll think about it. <laughs> I mean, but that's a great decision. Now he's a pastor. He's going to start a church in Nairobi next May. Praise God. So Galatians chapter 2, verse 4 Paul drops in this whole concept of liberty, and he says in Galatians 2.4, this matter arose because some false believers had infiltrated our ranks to spy on the freedom, the liberty we have in Christ. See, man, I'd love to see the community spying on why we're so elated, why we're so happy, 
why we're so joyous. I'd love to see people peering in. We used to do, actually have that in the old school halls, the primary school hall, Cutler Drive, and they'd be looking in and they'd be, you know, mocking us and mooning us and, uh, and uh, yeah, but that's cool. They're looking in, they're going, they're trying to, what are these guys on, man? They're lifting holy hands, they're clapping, they're celebrating, man, they've got life, they're not drunk, they're not drunk, as you suppose, it's only night, no, it's, uh, and, and so they were, you know, where the community is, is wanting to see a church that's living like this, to spy out the liberty that we have in Christ Jesus. Galatians 5.1 says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, guys. Then do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. What sort of slavery? Being a goody two-shoes, doing it your way, my way, or, 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 or just falling into the traps of your sins. Whatever that yoke was for you, loose it from you. Stand firm then and do not, be let, do not yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Mark my words, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourself be circumcised, because these guys were trying to get in and say, yeah, Christ is Lord, but you really got to add some of this Jewish culture. You know, there's 600 rules the Jews have, and there's 10 commandments, 600 rules. You need to add some of these, because we need to modify this. Look, Jesus is Lord, we believe that, he died on the cross, but we need to get you circumcised. And Paul says, no way, you're not going to circumcise my guy, Titus. They tried to get Titus, you know, Galatians chapter 2. They said, your boy Titus, he's a great guy, but we need to circumcise him, you know, and get him out of the back room, you know, and no way, you're not touching him, get your filthy hands off him. And uh, you know what I mean? And so they were trying to add stuff to this salvation. Paul was, thank God for Paul. Paul held his line. He says, you're not doing that to to them. You're not doing it to the church. I declare... I didn't hear that, guys. I'm moving on. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself, yeah, and he goes, yeah, verse 4, you are trying to be justified, and it goes on. Uh, let's move on. Yeah, verse 7, let's do that one. You are running a good race, C3. Who cut, it, cut in on you and keep you from obeying the truth? Who cut in on you, man? Some of you are running such a good race. Who cut in on you?